0: You may have seen him on his skateboard, you may have seen him on TV, you may have even seen him climbing the shelves in his local supermarket or sitting on an aeroplane with all that extra leg room. He's best known for his work on stage, inspiring and motivating to the world and all it has to offer. Well now, you can hear him, JC, on his very own show, John Kudis. Instead of JC being interviewed, he's doing the interviewing and the people lined up to have a chat with John Kudis are some of Australia's and the planet's most well-known celebrities, politicians and everyday people. Enjoy.
1: Well, welcome to the show everybody, coming to you live from lot one in Surface Paradise. And I have an absolute superstar of Australian television sitting with me today. Uh, he, uh, I've been told that this gentleman, he, he's a true gentleman. He done many shows over many, 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 many years. <laughs> And uh, it's, a he, it's a lot of many's. It is a lot of many's. Uh, a whole variety of shows too, which we'll be getting into shortly. Uh, he I, I've been advised that he's a guy that not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. And in this day and age, to find people with that integrity can be a little bit daunting and a little bit hard. So let me introduce the one and only Mr. Simon Reeves.
2: Hello, John. It's great to be chatting with you, mate, and thanks for that big intro. Maybe one too many many there. Yeah, but there are a lot of minis after I'm 58 now. So,
1: oh my God, you don't look old, it,
2: mate. Oh, Thank you. Is
1: is that the COVID beard you got going on there? <laughs> yes, it is. It, it it's, is.
2: It's been a part of um, the last what 16, 17 weeks now, and I think all of us have uh, probably had the. The COVID beard. No, oh, not um, me, mate.
1: I'm a, a wog. I can't grow facial hair. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got more hair on my backside than what I can grow on my face.
2: <laughs> no, I've had it for a long time now and uh, wearing it proudly.
1: Yeah, good man. Good man. Now, look, I did say that you've done a um, a lot of TV shows and, and things like that, but I know where you started and it's in, in the beautiful, the west of our island. Mm-hmm. Um, and your dad was in radio. Is that right? Tell us something about
2: your dad. So my father, Earl Reeve, uh, is still with us, thankfully. Um, Earl's uh, 88 going on 89 now. Um, Dad worked for the ABC for 40 years. Oh, wow. So he was born... He was the ABC He was the ABC. He was born on the um, south coast of New South Wales in Bega on a dairy farm. Um, uh, Started with the ABC up in Brisbane uh, in in the... uh, Early 50s, and then was transferred to the West, uh, mid 50s now. He actually was a, um, uh, a broadcaster and, and ABC host on the, at the Melbourne Olympics in 56. Wow. So he's only 25 years old then.
1: 56, that was when Dorney was uh, swimming like a champion.
2: Exactly. Uh, so he witnessed all of that, uh, was a, a young man. Who then got posted to Western Australia? Yep. Um, and they asked him if he, he wanted to go, and he was keen. Um, not only did he get posted to Perth, but then he get he got on posted to Kalgoorlie, 600 k's
1: east what, of Perth.
2: So you can imagine, you know, a, a mining town, in the, and 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 that that's when he did question his decision to Yay. to move west. However, he fell in love with Cal, uh, fell in love with WA, fell in love with my mother as well. Mm. Um, met her in in Kalgoorlie at a dance one night. Funnily enough, she lived in the southwest of WA in, in a beautiful place called Bridgetown. Right. Uh, and, Is that
1: near Edgerton in Albany? On the way. On it's, the way. It's sort of
2: on the way to Albany. Yeah. Yep. So, um, uh, and sort of the rest was history. So Dad was a a radio announcer as they called them back then. Yes. Uh, and a very good one, and also one of the first people to read television news on uh, the ABC in Perth. One of the first faces of, the, back in 61, I think, wow. which is the year I was born, um, is when uh, ABC sort of went live every night at 7pm yes. with their uh, their sort of iconic half hour bulletin. And dad was one of those first faces. So a lot of people of a certain age uh, still remember Earl with a great deal of fondness.
1: Oh, so they um, should, and he, he
2: He was, he is uh, a gentleman. Um, I have no crimes in saying that, and I'm proud of saying that. And He's also been a, a mentor, John, to a lot of people on air these days. Michael Usher, Georgie Gardner. Um, so Dad was head of Both the, of
1: those are beautiful people. Absolutely. I, I, I like Marsh and Georgie.
2: The, just genuine, authentic folks. Yep. Uh, so Dad was headed up the Edith Cowan University broadcasting course uh, wow. for some time when he retired from the ABC. And um, and had Georgie come through the system, uh, Michael come through the system, some other... Stuff. Sandra Sully would have went through that system as Sandra, well? Sandra, I don't believe, was in, in the West.
0: Right. Um, I think she
2: started in the West. She, you, 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 I, I'm, I'm swimming out into the waters, uncharted <laughs> here, so you, you, you probably know more about Sandra. As long as
1: we're not at early Beach, mate. There's a few sharks up yes, there. Yes, no, we don't want to be there. Yeah. We
2: don't want to be in the Sundays at the moment, as much as we love the Sundays, We do. Um, Got to say the right thing, haven't we? Um <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so dad, dad had a, uh, had, has a fantastic reputation in the industry, um, and, uh, I was very proud always to be called, you know, Earl Reeve's son and still are.
1: Now, you, you hit something there about reputation, um, because obviously you are, you, you come from, or you're a product of your environment. All of us. Because your reputation throughout your TV career, and it has, you know, been, been a number of years. From my understanding and the people that I've spoken to, I have not. And I've tried to find someone. you on me. You're I digging, did. You're digging well, around. Not, what, not, can not, I, what can I hit him with? No. <laughs> not what, dirt, what can be the headline? Not dirt per se, but <laughs> there was no one that had anything bad or, or even just a little bit everything was like a big pat on your back.
2: Hang on, let me check my phone. I'll give you some notes <laughs> of people. I'll give you a
1: spray. I maybe needed to talk to Georgie and Mushroom. Yeah, they might exactly. have been able to tell yes. me something. But, you know, like, and and to have you sitting here with me now at lot one having a coffee and, and having a chat with me, I, I think that's just absolutely awesome, mate. You, you're a trident testament of the time that if you believe in yourself and you work hard and you believe in what you do and you grab the opportunities you know,
2: you can really make a good go of it. Look, I think that these are the... Look, I mean, thank you very much. It's very kind of you to You're say that. You're welcome. And, and, and uh, I'd be checking your sources, though. It the, sounds like there were some dodgy people you spoke to <laughs> ab- about my reputation. But, um, look, I, I certainly believe, as you mentioned before, that we are products of our environment. And uh, the environment in my house with my my dear mother and my old man uh, and sister was always about respect uh, it was always and, – and, and I think one of the things they did with us was they let us sit in on, you know, the adult conversations yep. and stuff when we were very young. So um, back in those days, we, we didn't watch TV when we had uh, <laughs> when we had dinner, um, so you were always around it. We always had a house full of people, um, people passing through who who worked with Dad, people passing through to – to drop in and listen to records that he was playing. Or, wow! Uh, musos, um, all sorts of people from different walks of life, and that I think uh, helped form my younger self. Yep. But but I think respect, tolerance, all of those things always underpinned yep. their message to us. And I hope that my self and my dear partner Linda yep. have have kind of carried that on with our kids as yep. well. Yep. Um. So that. You know, when you when you push them off the off the jetty, when you when you send them on their way, um, you hope that other people say to you of your children, "Yep, wow, you know that Stella or that Sam, that's yep. a fine young man or a yep. fine young woman, yep. right there." So I, I was very fortunate to have great role models um, as a kid, and and lots of uncles and aunties in, in the same boat as well. And so with whatever job you're doing, I think you have to you you bring that with you, uh, you hope to, because whether you're talking to the cleaner at Channel 7 who's there late night, who may have come from Bangladesh or wherever, yep. and they're just trying to make a go to for their family, yep. trying to get provided through school, yep. you talk to them the same way you talk to the chairman, um, and that person is just as important in your life... Um, and should be as much as the chairman of the, the corporation. Absolutely. The and so treat all people with respect, with dignity, and you hope that over time that they treat you the same way.
1: You know what? Absolutely. I, But you and I are very similar in the way that we've been raised, um, you know, with your sister, and I've got two brothers and a sister as well, and we, we were treated exactly the same way. You, you, you treat the, the person... Cleaning the toilets down the mall the same way you treat the person who owns the mall
2: exactly you
1: know it, it's just and and I I find today Simon that a lot of the younger generation don't get that
0: mm.
1: you know and and it's from our generation seeing that it is a little bit disheartening you know
2: yeah and and look I I agree with you and 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 sometimes you know grumpy old blokes like us uh, <laughs> might point the finger too much at the at the younger generation and and. And millennials, and yes, I curse millennials sometimes, no doubt about it. Um, and but I think entitled. What we're talking about is sort of a sense of entitlement. Yeah. You know? And and I know plenty of adults as well who I think you know have that sort of sense of entitlement as well. But we we can't. We shouldn't. You know that that's wrong. Yeah. That is just plain wrong. Um, just because. You are who you are, or you're in that job, or you potentially can wield or abuse the power. You, you should not do that.
1: I totally uh, agree. You
2: know, you in in the workplace, and, you know, there he goes. Um, was, that, was that your bike? That just was that zoom up my missus just <laughs> taking off, yeah. See you, Linda. She's doing Having laps. A day. She's doing laps. <laughs> um, hurry up. She's, no, no. Um, so, uh, where were you? Where? Yeah, so... You, you have to be grateful every day you wake Absolutely, up. Absolutely, I know, I know mate. these are all cliches that I'm sort of joining together, but, but you're right. Be bloody grateful. I mean, I'm talking to someone who who wrote the book of that. You yeah, know, and, thanks, and, mate. But with, with with every day the sun comes up and then your bum is pointing to the ground. Yep. You know, be thankful and you've got food on the table.
1: I've had a few times where my bum's been pointing in the air, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, tell, I tell imagine. you what, we've got to uh, just be very, very careful of that. Well, well, I just hit the wrong button, then didn't I? That's all right. What was the one I was You're looking still for? Learning the colours. This one here. That, that there we go. That's yeah, it. Yes. Back on the air. <laughs> so, did you spend any time in Kalgoorlie?
2: Um, I've spent a little bit over the years. Um, Linda's parents uh, own a pub in Kalgoorlie. Funnily enough, so oh, was, well, so which one is about four hundred of them? I- exactly. <laughs> um, it's Flanagan's. I'll get the plug in right there. Now so they uh, still own it. Yep.
1: Because my brother lives in Southern Cross.
2: Get out of here. I'm not he would have drunk. He would have had a – I won't say he would have gotten drunk, but he would have drunk at – potentially at Flanagan, Flanagan's Hotel. He could have gotten
1: legless in there, mate, like me. <laughs> he, he might, might have, have been – people might have thought he was You've me. You've never <laughs> used that before,
2: have you? That I've never. Um, so, yes, they've been in Kalgoorlie since 1976. at wow. At what was then the Union Club Hotel when they yep. bought it, um, which is now Flanagan's, who was one of the um, early guys who, along with Paddy Hannon, yep. found gold um, all those years ago. So Kalgoorlie has had a theme in my life. It's where my parents met yep. at a dance on a Saturday night, and it's where uh, Linda's parents have owned a pub for 40-plus wow. years. Yeah, yeah. It's a great town. It, you know, um, it, 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 it's a tough town. Um, you, you grow up quickly, as Linda did when she moved there, pulling beers for old... Um, uh, you know, bar
1: flies and...
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, when she was 11, 12 years old. Wow. Um, which you could do back then. Yeah, of you, course. You know, the, they'd be on to you these days. Yeah, and yeah health and it's safety. So go, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. They, um, she and her brother Todd, uh, they, they cut their teeth in some, in, with some interesting characters who came through uh, the Union Club hotel. I, I bet that Linda, place.
1: if Linda comes back on that Harley, I yeah. might stop her and ask her a few questions I'll pull as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll get her in here.
1: Oh, look, you're just telling me about uh, your kids, Sam and Stella. I know that um, recently Stella's gone down to Sydney.
2: She has. She, you have been doing your research. I,
1: I haven't. Uh, how, how how was the move for her?
2: Um, good. She was. How, she was how's the
1: move for you oh, and good. Linda? Look,
2: she it's the third time she's left. So <laughs> she did a gap year in Scotland. Yeah, she um, keeps coming back. She keeps bouncing back, uh, <laughs> as is the wave, which we love. Uh, so she did. A gap year in Scotland after she finished school, which was the making of her. It was, I I think, if, if kids can, but do a gap year. And I know it's in the time of COVID, that's almost impossible. Absolutely. Uh, And, but it'll come back. And, um, but it, she absolutely loved it and came back. Um, uh, she was a beautiful person when she left, but yep. but she came back an even better person. She um, would have come back a lot more grounded, mate. I think grounded. Um, she was pretty grounded when she left, but she she learned a lot about herself over yep. there and resilience as well. Yep. You know, Scottish winters can be pretty darn oh, tough, harsh. Yeah. and she she um, left us straight into the middle of a Scottish winter. Oh. Um, and looking after, helping look after little kids at a. Um, a, a, a a school that she was a teacher's aide at. Yep. Um, you know, little six- and seven-year-old kids of, of very wealthy families in some cases. But they are six- and seven-year-old kids. The, that's what the Brits do. and yeah. the, the Sort of the gentry, send them to boarding school from a very young age. So Stella was having to sort of console, you know, a little How seven old
1: was she when she went over there? So Did Stella they was-, was, was um, 19,
2: 20? 18 when she left, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it was, it was wonderful. And, and what so a good girl, the making of Stella. De- definitely was, and then she went to Melbourne um, for university after she got back, so this is her third time leaving us, yep. but she's definitely ready to hit Sydney this time, so she's become a Bondi chick for the next 12 months.
1: Oh, no, she better not be going for those roosters. No, she won't.
2: AFL girl. Oh, the yeah, room, of course, because so she's from a, swans, w- a swans girl, yeah. Oh, yeah. you
1: yeah. won't like that very much, but we'll uh, touch on that bit yeah, shortly, no, mate. no, right. so
2: No, she's a, a <laughs> swannies girl. So what about Sam? So Sam is at university uh, at ANU in yep. Canberra. So um, uh, also out of home now, obviously, and his first year down there, which was obviously disrupted with COVID. Yep, uh, which has disrupted a lot of families around. So he'd been gone for six weeks, and then like a boomerang, sort of bounced straight back, back to home. Us, yeah, good. Um, which I think was actually quite good for him because it it, it was a reset. Um, it gave him the sort of the safe space to be able to navigate the courses it's doing a double degree. And um, in international security and politics, philosophy and economics. Mate, so you
1: and Linda must have some good genes, mate. Way, way fed, smarter hink- than
2: me, mate. I, I swear <laughs> to God. And don't you
1: hate it when your kids are smarter than you?
2: I, I'm quite happy about it, actually. Oh, yeah, because, you can't yeah, win yeah, any I arguments. I'd have no hope if they, were, oh. if they had my intellect. Um, <laughs> so they're they're on their way. And and uh, so Sammy's gone back now to, uh, to university. A very happy and, uh, you know, I think reasonably well-adjusted young fellow. Yeah, oh,
1: that's fantastic, mate. You know, it's... When you... When you are able to put some parenting that you've received into action yourself, and, you know, when I was younger, because and, and, I was a bit of a rat bag, you know, sometimes.
2: No, I can't believe it, John. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Thanks, <Sammy.
2: laughs>
1: um I I used to say to myself, oh, my God, I'm not going to parent like my dad. But then I found myself over the years, I'm exactly like my dad. You
2: go back to the playbook. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You
1: do, and it's been a damn good playbook. That's good. You know, so and, yeah. and you and Linda would have done the same thing as well, look, and
2: you, you you do, and and um, I think you know, we we all find ourselves saying, "Oh my God, I can hear my my father saying that, or I can hear my mother saying that," and, mm. and I would never say that, but you do. Uh, look, there's just no guarantees, are there? No, like, with, with all that young people face these days, and I'm you know come back to that point, we we have a crack at millennials sometimes, sort of. Uh, jokingly and and yes, sometimes I think that you know maybe they do need to be you know straightened up and adjusted in terms of their their their, their and approach and their attitudes but but with all that they are navigating, particularly with social media that 's the, the the big thing um, that that 's the hardest thing that our parents didn 't have to deal with yeah, um, so there is a sort of a, a sinister underbelly i suppose of of uh, communication out there, of interaction out there, that that you just hope that you give give your kids the guidelines, um, and the, the the goodness and the integrity to sort of cope with it. Yep. Um, and to not get caught up in it, uh, it's bloody difficult, John. I, I really, I feel for. Uh, and 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 look, we. W- we were sort of at the start of it. I, I, I think if I had a young kid now, it would be really hard. Like, oh yeah. Um, Sam and Stella sort of were, were at the first wave of, of the social media sort of phenomenon. Yep. Um, and it's 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 worse now than it was then. You know. Yeah. With, oh yeah. With is. your Snapchats and your
1: TikToks and
2: everything, it's like,
1: just crazy. And what I find today too, Simon, is that. Even a ten-year-old become can become a reporter if they've got a phone in their hands.
2: Absolutely. You know, there's an upside to that, but there's a there's a big a potential downside, downside, a downside, a dangerous
1: well. downside. Yeah, there is. You know, yeah. you, you know, talking about you know our upbringing and things like that, and with with your fantastic dad, did did you get to go on set at the ABC
2: much with him? Oh, I swear to God, the, the memories I have as a as a six and seven and eight-year-old going in to watch him read the seven o'clock news. Yep. On Saturdays he did a a shift called Sports View through the afternoon and uh, that was literally just there reading the racing results, footy results. Uh, You were on camera most of the time. Graphics were, you know, graphics were handmade out the back by some (laughs) guy sort of sticking things on a board, you know, with a camera on. (laughs) And it was very homegrown, old-fashioned sort of TV. But I used to love it. I mean, just being around the smells and the sights of a studio. Yeah. Um, you know, feeling the, you, you, even picking up on the adrenaline back then of, of the sort of the countdown to the seven o'clock bulletin, you know when the red light goes on, the one that we're staring at right here, and, and you're on air, and and just having a sense of that, even as a kid, um, it had a profound effect on me. I, I, I'll never forget. I, I would have been, I, I reckon, probably nine years old, I guess and uh, meeting the great Collingwood full forward Peter McKenna, wow. who, who happened to be in the studio to, uh, to be doing a, an, an interview with one of the sports journos that day. And I don't know what he was doing in, in the West, but this towering six foot five sort of giant of a man who was a, a bit of a hero of mine as well. I was a, a footy nut as a kid, an AFL nut or VFL nut. And um, this big giant sort of put his hand down and you know shook my hand and stuff. G'day, Simon. You know had a bit of a chat, asked about me and where did I play. And I was a fullback when I was a kid. Yeah, had a pretty good kick on me. Um, and so I was, better oh, than me anyway. Mc- yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, and and that was that had a, li- a lifelong look. I'm telling the story right now, like yep. it was yesterday. Yeah, you are. Um, so the the. Uh, the, the days that I spent with Dad tagging him in the studio were absolutely wonderful and cherished memories. Is
1: this where you thought or had any idea that that's what you wanted to do?
2: Probably the seed was planted, and, yep. and I've always liked writing. Uh, I love writing, and so then in my teens, uh, I, I guess I, I was steering, navigating Um, almost inevitably towards the media in some way without really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, I loved sport. I've always been a sports nut since I was a little fella. And um, footy, cricket, you know, the usual things. Uh, golf, I, for for a couple of years as a teenager, I wanted to be a professional golfer. Yep. I, I was a reasonable golfer. Yeah, what's um, your handicap? Uh, well, I haven't played much these days. But, you know, my handicap is my age and my, my, my bad back these days. Uh,
1: mine's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: there you go. Um, Sorry, Gaz. <laughs> uh, I, I, I sort of got down to about probably 12 when I was about 15 and and wow. uh, well, yeah, I'm not not that wasn't pro golfer country, but I loved the sport. Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Johnny Miller,
1: Michael yeah, well, Tom Weisskopf,
2: uh, Seve in in later years as well. They were sort of my heroes, and I wanted to emulate them. But then, you know, my my ability ran into my uh, uh, ambition, and that's where it all sort of yeah. I, I thought pro golf's not for me.
1: They they often say that if you're good at one sport, you're good at a number of sports, and. Obviously, you know you're talking about your your VFL days back then, and you've know, been a fullback and had a good boot on you. And, and obviously, now with your golf as well, you know, as a 15 year old playing off 12, that's
2: not bad. It wasn't bad, um, but again, there were kids around me. Like I say, the 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 reality bit very quickly for me that there were kids around me who were on two and three, you know, off two and three at at age 15, and they were always going to be better than me. And I don't, I just didn't have the discipline yeah. to um to get out and and. And become the uh, the next Johnny Miller. Man, there's some Australian cricketers that have loved that handicap, mate, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. hey? They love their they, they love, love their love golf. Oh, cricketers. they do love that. The and yeah.
1: I've noticed too, you know, with with COVID and everything, that um, a number of the AFL sides have moved up here, mm. and they all love playing golf. Absolutely, you know, yeah. which is and we're going to touch on AFL soon because it's I, that
2: hand-eye coordination thing, yep. isn't it? You know, yeah, and it is a, it is a, it's a great game.
1: And that's something that I've been blessed with. I. And I've been told that I have better hand-eye coordination than my two brothers, and mm. they were both very good rugby league players. There you go. Especially yep. my younger brother was yep. a superb rugby league player. Um, but I massive hands. Look at them like baseball. <laughs> You've got mix.
2: big plates there. Yeah, I do. I
1: do, mate. That's from walking around on them all day. <laughs> Um and catch anything anywhere anytime. Yeah, you know, and, and good hand-eye coordination.
2: I think that's something that gets you through life. You need to have that. Yeah, look, and and it's 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 fun as well. I mean, if you can pick up a tennis racket wherever you are in the world, and um, uh, you know, pick up a golf club and and swing it. Yep. You, you'll meet people as well. Absolutely, the way doing that sort of stuff. Yep, absolutely. Now, I want to ask you: as what was your, what was your sister's name? My sister Gemma.
1: Gemma. Now. Yep. When you, were, you and Gemma were young and, and your dad was pretty busy, you know, working in the ABC yep. and that and,
2: and with mum and holidays, did you have many family holidays? Yeah, the holidays then were, I think, for a lot of kids, their memories of the late 60s into the 70s as well was getting shoved in the back of the family car. Station you know, wagons, generally. Yeah. in our case, we were a Ford family. Yep. were XPs. In fact, it started off with Zephyrs when I was... Oh, a, my God. I, a, I don't know if you know... Uh, the Showing your age. ...beautiful old Zephyrs. I, I, I looked at one in a photograph of myself the other day and thought, oh, my God, I wish we had that car and They're still. worth a fortune now. Oh, my God. All these old cars. Beautiful, beautiful. I saw a HG
1: Monaro, which is a 69 Monaro, yeah. sell for 265000 no yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can buy an apartment here in the Gold Coast for yes, that yes,
2: exactly. Wow. So, so we grew up with the Fords, and we were a Ford and Falcon family. Alan Moffat was, you know, we, we, we weren't a Brock family. Yep. We were a Moffat family in our house. So, yeah, you got shoved into the back of the, the XP or the XT, uh, no seatbelts, slide around on the vinyl seats, you know. <laughs> shut up, kids. Uh, we're heading to, in our case, Albany. Uh, yep. and you mentioned Albany before. Down,
1: down south in
2: WA. Beautiful Albany uh, or Bridgetown where my, my grandmother lived. We'd go and stay down with her uh, a couple of hundred k's uh, to the south of um, of Perth. Yep. Um, so that was family holidays. Fishing, um, absolutely wonderful cherished memories is there one best family I.
1: holiday that you had with you and Jem as a kid
2: uh, look Albany always bubbles to the surface yeah you know, I, I won't say that was a, spe- a specific um, holiday but yep. we, we would go camping to another place called dwelling up which was uh, which was wonderful um, and is Cat- dwelling up not not that far? yeah is that down to Margaret River further no or? no um, not that far dwelling ups probably you know, I'm gonna upset people from WA here probably 80 90 100k from Perth not that far away so just on the other side of mandurah is it or, or there's, rockingham there's uh, y- yes yeah uh, on the other side of that's right but inland a little bit right. so on the murray river gosh right. now i'm sh- you know my my knowledge is is coming unstuck here but we would go um, <laughs> and
1: i'm not even born in wa and i'm yeah, going you're pretty doing good. better than i am
2: yeah i'm i'm floundering here but the, the camping holidays, we would always, uh, we would catch Marin. This is Marin being the the crustacean, the, the sort of inland lobster of... Right, okay. Um, ...endemic to WA. Like Red Claw in Northern kind of, yeah, Territory? Yeah, yeah bigger, a bit more ferocious than the old Red Claw, but oh, wow. but um, beautiful eating. So really? So I would spend uh, nights with my father and, and uh, family friends and stuff just with these pots, nets... Chuck them off the, the bank of the river, yep, and then pull them up and just love seeing a couple of big juicy marrons sort of flapping around at the bottom of the wow, and and so those oh, memories of, of simple wonderful holidays yep. are, are are with me forever. How did you cook them? marron? Boil them up, yep, whack them. Whack Just them like crab. Just chuck them straight in the pot. A um, little bit of lemon, a little bit of salt. Yep. Maybe, you know, a bit of the old tip top white bread. Nothing fancy back oh, then. Oh, yeah, mate. A bit of it. butter, and gosh, you were in heaven.
1: Yeah, oh, well. Wow. Hey, was there a worst holiday, like when storms or rain came or something? You went, oh, my God, we've got to get out of here. Was there mm, good. anything like that? Actually, I did have a
2: very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very bad experience with with, a, with an ex-girlfriend of mine. Oh, no. no, no we're not talking about I'm family I'm sorry, holidays. sorry, Linda, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Linda. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to come past on that Harley now. Um, she'll be shooting at us. She will be. Um, get down! No, it it, it it ended up in us being chased out of that very same camping place. Um, I thought we'd go for a romantic weekend down to Dwellingup and get some Marin and stuff. We had a couple of, obviously... Um, I'll, I'll say cheeky, but it was a little bit more sinister than that, um, fellas who uh, gave us some grief at that camping spot. Right. And, uh, it was a bit deliverancy. Oh, no. Uh, but a bow, 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 Exactly. Bow, bow. You could hear the banjos playing. Oh, and we got no. sort of chased out of there in the dark of night. Um, headlights, wow. dust. <laughs> so there you go. You've dredged up the memory of that. Oh. Look, and,
1: and just to um, go back to the reference of deliverance, it's only a movie that I would suggest at 18 years old and older watch, oh, uh, yeah. but it's it's a good watch. It's John Voigt, Bert Reynolds.
2: There's a there's a you know? uh, there's a vibe around it, a feeling around it. Oh. Um, it it's, it's it's hard hitting. It's a, like a, Deer Hunter. Absolutely, it's, you know, it's filmmaking at its best. Oh you know, yeah, because that that sense of you know. Nothing good's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> and it, the, does, it doesn't. There wasn't anything good to come but, out of that. But the really. dueling banjos is one of the most iconic.
1: It um, is. Of our era, we music, all know yeah, what it is. Music you tracks
2: know. that takes you right to that river and right to that oh, place. You can you can picture the family. Yep.
1: You know? And, oh, yep. Wow. Yep. What about as an adult? When you took the kids on a holiday, when you and Linda took the kids on a holiday, any bad memories? Any stuff-ups? Any stuff
2: Yeah, we've we've had a lot of stuff ups along the way, but just stuff that everybody goes through. I think you know when you plan the perfect holiday, especially with little kids, um, and you know one of them ends up vomiting on the plane on the way up there, going to Bali or whatever. Yeah, you know the 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 holiday that you have in your head um, as you're sort of counting down the days gets derailed within twenty four (laughs) hours with a a vomiting bug or a you know diarrhea or something. And and suddenly it's all hands on deck as you're just looking after a a, a a small child in a in a fancy resort and stuff. So we've we've had those, but we've had some wonderful holidays oh, as yeah, well. Of course. Some great times. Wonderful memories, mate.
1: I, I remember we we used to holiday on the mid north coast of New South Wales hmm. growing up. Uh, at a little place called Southwest Rocks. Oh, sure, and, beautiful. And I think Southwest Rocks gets a mention in every podcast that I yeah. do. It's just beautiful. As it should, stunning. Oh, like yeah. I learned to fish there, swim there, yep. surf there. Got thrown out of my first pub there. Right, you know. <laughs> and, and I remember um, talking about bad holidays. We were up there one year at the local Caribbean park. <laughs> And we had so much rain. And this is when I was getting a little bit older. Mm. Um, I pitched a tent because mm. mum and dad had friends staying in the annex and in the caravan. So I pitched the tent and stayed outside and it just rained so much. And I stuck my head out of the tent. I had my goggle and snorkel on. And I still remember my mum and dad and all their friends laughing at me they thought <laughs> it was hilarious. The I, I literally We've did. I lost the kid. Yeah, I lost the kid. I, yeah, I, I, I could have stepped out of the tent and done laps
2: in the, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the, in the bottles. You know, it was. But th- well, those, memories. those memories, they are, aren't they? Uh, oh, you know, yeah. At the time, you think this is the worst, but then uh, over time, they they become. Uh, you, you see it through a different lens.
1: Yeah, you do.
2: And when then when you go
1: on holidays with your kids, you think, oh my god. Yeah. yeah you, my mum and dad back. did it with four of us. Wow. You yeah, know, we're, we're doing it with one.
2: Hats off to your mum and dad. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely yeah. great, great people. Well, my dad is. No, my mum's out, and then
2: she's <laughs>
1: So we, we touched a little bit on the AFL. And I know for a fact that you are a mad Dockers fan. You big love the Dockers.
2: Yeah, big Freo supporter. Yep. Um, I grew up just on the well, – or mum and dad live on the edge of Fremantle in yep. a um, place called Melville in, in WA. Yeah, uh, oh, the
1: Fremantle a, Hotel, big big white building on the corner lovely, of the Esplanade
2: there. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Oh, um, I love it. There's great the, food, there's great beer. Yep. Yeah, there's – look, Frio's. the pubs in the Norfolk, the Sail and Anchor, um, uh, the old Fremantle as well, the Esplanade, uh, Little Creatures is – um, also a fabulous place to watch the sunset and have a frosty one. Yep. So Fremantle uh, when I was a kid was was a wonder was a, was a, a place of wonder really because it was exotic. You went down walked into an Italian deli, walked into a Greek deli. Yep. Um, so there was the the wonderful Mediterranean influence. Uh Fremantle was a port town, you know, with a with a a, a really wonderful wharfie's reputation. Yep. For, you know, hard and a, a tough sort of, but, yeah, but yep. a tough place with a lot of soul, um, where you earned your reputation. You know, um, may, maybe that was in a brawl in a pub or whatever when you were when you were younger and stuff. But I loved Fremantle and I still love Fremantle. It it sort of burns within me, and, I, and something in me says that we will end up back there, yep. living there someday, catching a fish off uh, the north or the south mole and.
1: We'll just make sure that, mate, that when you uh, when you move back there, you've got a drawer over there for me to sleep in because I love my fishing.
2: I will. I, and okay. we'll go and hit
1: Rotness and we'll go and do some fishing over there.
2: We'll we'll set up the we'll set up the room just for you, and I'll yep. get a rod and get the tackle and Absolutely. put you onto some good King George whiting and stuff. Oh, like that. mate, elbow slappers. Is flappers. that the best seating fish in the world? I, oh, I think mate, it I'm is. partial to flathead. Oh, yeah, well, you yeah, likewise. I, I yeah. love I love, love his
1: fish. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean, we get some good whiting in that up here, and get very good flatty in that <laughs> up yeah. here, but. I mean, we don't we don't get the you know the King George like in Melbourne or or Adelaide or you know Perth. I W. A. Yeah. Over yeah, those they,
2: reed beds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Amazing oh. fighting fish, but beautiful.
1: They are. they a real sweet fish. Too. They are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: the only thing with whiting, they have a lot of bone. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do have a for for. I mean, the bigger fish aren't but too they're bad. They're worth it, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, they, they are.
2: Yeah. If you if you, you want to. Yeah, you get your knife and yeah, you know. can fill it you right. Yeah, they're absolutely worth it. Yeah. How do we? Talk, we were talking about footy when we now we're talking about fishing. The other F
1: word, mate, fishing. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: right. And and the other F word, Frio. So yeah, so yes. Yeah, so I grew up and and South Fremantle were my footy team as yep. a, as a young fella. Um, did you play there? I didn't play at South Frio. I was a local Melville boy. We, yep. we were in the green and gold. We had the the Aussie colours our our, uh, our club, but. Uh, but Fremantle was a big influence, the, the Fremantle area, the Fremantle thing was a big influence on my young life. South Fremantle was my football club, and uh, I then followed sort of naturally, I guess, into the into the Dockers when they came in in 95.
1: Right, because the Wiggles were already there.
2: Wiggles were there Eagles. from 87, yep. exactly. So, obviously, we were... We were big West Coast fans when they came along. Yep. Um, uh, hopped on a bus in 91 when they made the final against, uh, the grand final against Hawthorne. We were living in Sydney, Linda and I. And, um, got roundly abused in the, in the crowd that day at Waverley. It was the old horrible venue for football. Um, had a, a, a memorable day there for getting spat on by Hawthorne supporters oh, barracking for West Coast. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but oh. as, as we're talking about memories. So, but then, when West Coast, when Frio came along in 95, I dumped West Coast like a sack of spuds <laughs> and jumped across to the purple.
1: Mate, I uh, I have some very good friendships with Guy McKenna, who used to
2: play at West Wonderful Coast. Wonderful fellow. Good friends, good friends of ours, yep. Woosher as well. Yeah, and great guy. And
1: Men of integrity. Men of integrity. Men of integrity.
2: You know. integrity. And then you've got the, the,
1: the guys that you wanted to help, like Benny, you know... Um, Chris Mainwaring, yep. you know those guys that had so much talent, yeah, and, and could do everything, yeah, but just struggled away from football.
2: I think that look, and and the bubble is a is a sort of a cliche, a mm. little bit of a cliche, but but Ben and Chris, uh, you you're a god when you're in Perth, oh. and you're a footy player, oh, you're a god when you're a great footy player, oh,
1: and Ben Cousins was a great oh, footy my player, gosh.
2: like absolutely oh. and but could walk into any restaurant pub um and you know the town was his Maney yep. was a bit the same like yep. everyone could maybe like, work in radio too over there he worked in radio and television yep. in yep. fact my father worked with with chris uh, a lot when he was at seven yep. and, uh, and helped him with his um sort of mentoring and voice work and all the rest of it so but chris and, and ben and any of those legendary West Coast or you know, Frio figures could walk into any any uh, hotel or restaurant in Perth, yep. get slapped on the back, have everybody buy them a beer. Yep. Um, so I, I think their frame of reference was was skewed a lot. Yeah. Um, and and that's the same for any uh, you know we love our sporting heroes yeah, in this country and we put them on a pedestal. We don't care who comes
1: second in this country. You, you, we don't care.
2: Yeah, you, you, you know, a, a winner is something that we recognise yep. and, and acknowledge and, and love. And so with with that um, heady kind of dizzy world that they inhabit, um, if if they lose sight of a the shoreline, um, then it can go... Badly wrong. Absolutely, and, 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 I, and I, we know, have
1: seen that happen.
2: My heart, you know, still bleeds for Ben because he has struggled with addiction all his um, yep. post-football, post-football life. Post-football life, yeah. And uh, um, you know, the, the power of addiction—I've seen it in my industry—is is just enormous. Yeah.
1: Look, if I, if Benny Cousins was here right now, and if I took him into my local post office. Actually, oh, she, she's on holidays at the moment, but if she was working, the lady that manages the post office just absolutely loves him and mm. adores him. Because when he finished playing at, at the Weekles, he came over to Victoria, and I think he played for played the Tigers. For yeah, he played Richmond for the Tigers. For a while, yeah. and, and she's a mad Tigers mm. fan, you know, this young lady. Yeah. And and she just idolises Ben, you know. and And that just goes to show that... Even with all your troubles, there is still a lot of people that that love you and just want the
2: best for you. Of you course, know? yeah, and and I think look when when you are at when you are in that bubble and when you are at the top of your game and when everybody is buying you a beer or buying you a meal or saying no, it's on the house. Yeah, it, it's very hard to work out who the genuine folks are.
1: Absolutely, um, who
2: who are the ones who just want to be your mate because you're. You know, your yep. Ben Cousins or your Chris Mainwaring or yep. whatever, and we'll we'll dump you on the way down. You, uh, you get thrown keys to cars and property, and precisely
1: you, know, you get all this stuff. Like I remember going to the Sicilian restaurant at Subiaco, yeah, and I was with some of the the West Coast Eagles players right. at that time, yeah, and like, like I, I like I just started speaking, because so I, I was a mm. relatively nobody. You know, mm. I mean, even still today, but. Like, these guys, you're exactly right, but to see that firsthand, yeah. you know, is just unbelievable. And same with the NRL. I've worked with 14 of the 16 NRL clubs, mm. and you get to go out and, like, when you go into camp with them for, you know, three or four days, they go to restaurants and stuff, and just the way that they're treated
2: yep. is just unreal. It, it must be, look, for a 21-year-old young fella, um, it must be intoxicating, oh. you know, that, that environment. No matter how many old buggers like you and I yep. say, look, kid... You know, this may not last forever. You could yep. do a knee next week. Uh, it's all over. Or, or, or what? And 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 so, look, COVID has been a reset for everybody, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it and, has. And, and um and 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 it sort of has put that footy world into perspective a little bit more as well but I mean that would be if I stand up in front of a a room full of young footballers and I've done it a couple of times you know it's to try and say to them and to stress to them that you know this is just a part of who you are this is not who you are Um, this is just a part of your life Uh, it can all be taken away in in a freaking heartbeat and that you just have to appreciate the skill that you've got. You have to appreciate how lucky you are to to be able to be paid for that skill. Um, to chuck a footy around if it's rugby league, or to you know hit a guy forty meters downfield with a uh, you know lace out with a, uh, a, 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 a what we used to call a stab pass or a low raking drop punt. Um, that that that's a a fantastic skill set, but you need all these life skill sets as well. And look. All sports are better at doing that. Uh, than they used to be. Yep. Rugby's always been pretty good at it. Yep. Um, AFL sort of have, have been playing catch up a bit, and, and probably latterly NRL, I think, yep. were, were maybe the last to the party as I well. I think you're right. But, there. but they're much better about it now than they used yeah. to be. I but
1: think the managers have to take a lot more accountability as well.
2: Completely. You, you know.
1: know, because it. Yes. We've seen an era of managers come through, and Peter Valandi's the chairman of the, uh, of the.
2: doing a great job. Oh,
1: isn't he what? Good on you, Pete. You know, and he, he has in his sights the managers of some of these players because, mm. you know, they're going in getting their 6% 7% and just they're not teaching these kids integrity. You know, you sign a contract, you are got to stay there for that length of time. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go there. You sign a five-year contract and two years later you're playing for another club. Like, that's yeah. just ridiculous.
2: Well, that's why I, I do feel very much, and, and, and disclaimer here, Guy McKenna... Uh, and his gorgeous wife Madeline are very good friends of, of ours.
1: Oh, when you see Bluey, tell him I say good day, will you? I
2: will. <laughs> okay. Please do. No, no definitely. Um, great man, but that's why I felt so much for him in the early days up here. Yes, oh, he A lot, of the, a lot of the guys who were, were um were coming up to play at the Suns saw saw this as the sort of the retirement clause. Yeah. You know? Um and it was like, yep, a couple of years in the sunshine, get a bit of surf, bit of golf, you know, have a bloody good time. Put the, 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 the feet up and, and you know, yep. that'll be me. Um, so there wasn't the buy-in. Uh, there wasn't the sort of idea that, okay, well, this is, you know, we're going to take this club as far as it can go. Stewie, who's also an equally wonderful fella, yep. is, Stuart Jew is, is, has got that buy-in now. He has. They've been around long enough. They've had enough knocks and a, um, ups and downs on the Gold Coast, and with the sons, that now he's he's got that buy-in from the young fellas, from the old fellas as well, to say, look, this is this is a holiday destination, yep. but not if you're going to play in this football club,
1: mate. If you have a look at a lot of the sporting um, franchises that have come here to the Gold Coast, none have really succeeded to their own the potential. Charges, you, the Chargers. the crushers, the Gold I mean, Coast, the Coast Titans, United, Gold Coast United. There's been a a baseball team that didn't last yep. year. Um, the Seagulls is another rugby yes, league yeah. side. I think there's been like six or seven rugby league teams. Yeah, you know, plus the, you know the AFL and the soccer and everything else. It it's just because you're exactly right, Simon, when you say that people come here and think it's a retirement plan. Mm, mm. When when the people of the Gold Coast want to cheer for a winning side. Exactly. And it's just what they've got to do. I mean, they've got Justin Holbrook now at the Titans, and he's come from a winning culture over at St. Helens in England. He actually played um, for my team for Penrith for a few games as well yep. in his footy career, but also was a very good cricketer and played at Bankstown, great cricket. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a good guy. Yep. Yep. Um, so hopefully he, he'll he go all right there too. But also, you know, Neil Henry was hard done by there. Garth Brennan was hard done by there. You it, know, same as like Bluey McKenna at the Suns was yeah, hard you, done you, by. You,
2: you sort of, you're, you're on the periphery of... of uh, L- less so you're... With the NRL, you know, because this is obviously a, a rugby league state, Queensland, but yep. certainly with the AFL, you were on the periphery of, of the interest level. Yeah. Um, so you were trying to generate members, um, as as the Titans are as well. Um, but look, I think finally, the the signs with the Suns are fantastic now. They oh have yeah, an absolutely brilliant coach in Stewart. Stuart. Um, I think in the last
1: five weeks, they've had three nab rising stars. Uh-huh. Yes. In yes. the last five weeks,
2: yes. not bad. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And and look, so they should because the quality that they've got from the draft in the last couple of years. But it, you know, it, it's bringing that big plan together, and and is the man to do it. And likewise with the title. he's just re-signed too. Yes, it's a really he's good resigned. thing yep. because
1: look, shows uh, that they've got trust and faith in yeah,
2: him. Yeah, and and Stuart and Sarah, his wife, who who I work with, at Seven, and they're, and their two kids. You, you you have to back them in because yeah. you know they've got to be part of the. The, the future of the footy club as well. Yep. Um, and, and I'm so glad and delighted for, for Stewie and Sarah that they've, they've got that extra bit of security for the next sort of couple of, couple years, of years
1: yeah to yeah. sort
2: of get this get this team bedded down, get their lives uh, also they're part yep. of the Gold Coast community now. So I desperately hope that the Suns and the Titans have have sort of turned a corner and that the, that there is a long term approach. And I think Peter Volantis you know, Peter's done an amazing job through COVID and all the rest of it, and, and the, the Titans have always had that asterisk as a little bit of a basket case, yep. but they, they do have to extend that extra bit of funding, and the other clubs have to sort of bear with that, they do go do. with that, yep. uh, because Rugby League needs the Gold Coast um, and all that it offers with it as part of that package deal for people to come down here or fly up from Melbourne, um, you know, if they're Storm fans and what have you. As AFL needs the Gold Coast for the very same, same reason. reason. So there's so much, you and I know how much this region has to offer. Oh. Um, you know, we've been here for 10 years now yep. and it is a phenomenal place to it live. It really is. It really is, but we need those footy teams to work.
1: We need them to work. We need them to give the people of the Gold Coast some hope. Yep. We need to give them the people of the Gold Coast um, something to cheer about you know, and, yep. and someone to support. And yep. and I think you're, you're exactly right, Simon, to say that, you know, Stewie and, and Justin have got their teams, their respective teams, on track yep. to be doing that. You That's know? right. So it, it's got to be interesting to um, be able to watch this space over the next, you know, 12 months to see how they go. It's Fingers crossed. Tough going through this time,
2: though, too. You of know, course, so it, it adds another layer of, of intrigue and, and, and difficulty, yep, yep, you know, complications, so. all of that. But, um, you know, the, we're all dealing with it, aren't we? In, yeah. in, in, every family in some way, shape or form and every sport... Um, I'm, I'm just, for one, I'm so happy, and I know that they're losing money. You know the the, the the stories and the figures that you get thrown around. I'm just so happy that I can sit down on a Saturday and Sunday and Friday night and watch a footy game. Yeah, whether it's you know me too, mate. the Roosters and the Raiders and or whoever it is, I I love that sort of continuity in my yeah. life because I really missed it when it wasn't well, there. Well, mate, if you
1: need someone to watch it with, just give me a holler. You're on, yeah. all right? Because I'm, I'll uh, I watch any okay, any live good. sport, <laughs> me too.
0: except synchronized swimming. (laughs)
2: I can't (laughs) hold my breath
1: for that long.
0: (laughs) Hear the rest of this interview on the next episode of JC's Rolling Success Show. You've just listened to John Kudis' Rolling Success podcast show. Please make sure you subscribe to listen to all the podcasts and follow John Kudis on all social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn.